Welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, News Director at APPA. For this special episode of Public Power Now, we're re-airing a recent episode of Public Power Conversations with our President and CEO, Joy Ditto, and Kate Marks, the Deputy Assistant Secretary of the U.S. Department of Energy's Office of Cybersecurity, Energy Security, and Emergency Response, in which they discuss how cybersecurity and resiliency are a team effort. This conversation was recorded last month for Cybersecurity Month, but of course, this topic is important all year round. If you want to view more videos for Public Power Conversations, go to publicpower.org backslash conversations. And with that, let's hear the conversation between Joy and Kate. Hi, I'm Joy Ditto, President and CEO of the American Public Power Association, and welcome to Public Power Conversations. October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Following events like the ransomware attack on the Colonial Pipeline earlier this year, there is an increased interest in how to continue to improve the resilience of the United States critical infrastructure sectors, and notably our electric sector, which is responsible for keeping the lights on nationwide. Here to discuss how industry and government are already working together to help enhance grid resilience in the face of not only cybersecurity attacks, but also physical threats and natural disasters, is Kate Marks, who is Deputy Assistant Secretary at the U.S. Department of Energy's Office of Cybersecurity, Energy Security, and Emergency Response. Uh, Kate has extensive experience in energy policy and stakeholder engagement, having previously worked in DOE's Energy Policy and Systems Analysis Office. Prior to joining DOE, she served as Managing Director at the National Association of State Energy Officials and as Director of the Energy Program at the National Conference of State Legislatures. Oh, that's a lot, Kate. Um, and your, your title and the, like your organizational name alone is a mouthful, but you do such great work and we work with you all the time. We're really excited to have you here. Just thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me, Joy. It's really great to be able to talk to women leaders in energy. And so, you know, happy to be here today. And yes, we do work together quite a bit. So it's great to be able to talk about it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I have some questions to guide our conversation, but we're free to wander off and, and, you know, take us wherever the conversation takes us to focus on cybersecurity and cybersecurity awareness. Um, So we're going to go ahead and get to it. Um, So, Why is the issue of cybersecurity important for public power utilities and the energy sector overall from your perspective? So I think that's an excellent question. Um, I mean, first, why we're so concerned about cybersecurity is because energy powers and fuels our daily lives. Um, All of the other critical infrastructure sectors, whether you're talking about finance or water, uh, transportation, they're all reliant on us um, in the energy sector. You know, a widespread energy disruption could really affect things like hospitals. Um, it could affect our emergency services and, you know, government operations. So because of that, you know, we know that the U.S. energy system is really a primary target for our adversaries. Um, they're continuously trying to disrupt our energy supplies and our economy um, and our daily lives. And they, you know, we know that this is also uh, the possible to have devastating impacts, um, you know, across our economy and national security. So um, cybersecurity has really been a topic of of priority for some time, but the threat landscape is really evolving. Um, And so it's really important that we, you know, kind of take a look at broadening our scope 
um, looking at some of the you know new integrated technologies, looking at new resources, um, looking at the ways that our cyber adversaries are trying to you know change the way that they come at us. Um, and so I really think that really being able to think through this, um, you know, with you all on the industry side, with all levels of government, um, with this increasing, you know, frequency and sophistication of cyber attack is going to be critically important. That's that's so all of that is so true. And, and you know, I think a lot of times, particularly with some of our members, um, they they see it as kind of like, where do you even start? Right. And, um, and especially since this is an evolving risk landscape, you know, keeping up with the risk and managing and mitigating the risk over time is going to be so important for them. Um, so, you know, honing in a bit though, on, on the department of energy's role, what do you see specifically, um, is your role in helping to mitigate the risk of consequential cybersecurity attacks to critical energy infrastructure? Why don't we dig into that a little bit? Sure. So we play two major roles. Um, We're focused on preparing uh, for the types of disruptions that we may see. Um, And then we're also, you know, stood up when there is a disruption uh, to respond. Um, But there's kind of a a place in between there where I like to think about us being able to better mitigate and maybe even avoid some of the impacts from a potential disruption. And so, you know, how do you buy down uh, the risk, if you will? So we serve as the sector risk management agency for the energy sector. Um, And in doing so, you know, we work across the interagency. So we work with all of the government agencies that have energy equities, you know, people who uh, are are working with us to, you know, help with the security and resilience of the energy sector. So the Department of Homeland Security, um, FBI, uh, and FERC, um, and really making sure that we're all coming together to work with you all on the electricity side. I know that um, as part of the Electricity Subsector Coordinating Council, um, you know, one of the, the executive leadership members there, you are, are fully aware of the work that we're doing with the ESCC to really engage, make sure that we have, you know, collective preparedness, collective response means in place so that we, uh, you know, can really kind of build that relationship um, and think about the ways that we can buy down that risk together through analysis, um, through different types of tools and technologies. Um, and then, you know, when something does occur, um, we're sitting down uh, probably on the phone multiple times a day in order to really remove the barriers uh, to, to restoring power and then really thinking about that longer term recovery. Yes, that's so true. And, you know, the the work that we've done over the years, particularly, you know, the last 10 or so years on developing that partnership. And also DOE has been a great partner in, in terms of identifying some tools and technologies that we could potentially take advantage of. I think of CRISP, which is, you know, a kind of a sensor-based program to understand what's happening on our on our critical infrastructure part of our grids, our operational side of our grids. And that's been a great sort of pilot program for some in the industry and looking to expand some of that knowledge. And um, it, we really appreciate that partnership and see a lot of that happening as we speak. Um, so really, and really appreciate that. And kind of maybe in my next question, want to delve into kind of that difference. And there's a lot of, I see this in other parts of our sector too, but there's a lot of words thrown around sometimes. And and if you're not in the industry or you're not working on these things day to day, you don't necessarily understand the differences. And I think this is one area where there's there's a sometimes an, a misunderstanding or maybe just not an understanding at all of the words. So because we hear a lot about IT versus OT, 
um, enterprise versus operational, and various risk mitigation strategies to address sort of the, the IT or enterprise side versus the operational segment of our digital networks that really create this potential vulnerability. As you know, they create a lot of important things to help our industry move forward um, to integrate things like renewables, but they also create this risk, right? It's kind of a yin and yang. So what, what does DOE consider important to sort of understand about the IT arena versus the OT arena? And, you know, what are kind of the similarities and differences there? Sure. So, I mean, I think it's really important to think about um, exactly what you said, those those differences, which are, you know, the enterprise versus kind of the operational impacts. We are seeing a lot of convergence, though. I mean, when you think about everything being connected to the Internet, um, you know, we, we certainly recommend that, you know, IT and OT networks are separated. And I think that there's a lot of good best practice um, on doing that. But I think that, you know, it's still a major security issue because when you think about, the operational networks, you know, being the ones that manage and automate and measure and regulate all of these physical processes that it takes to, you know, move fuel, move power. Um, you, you really have to be a little bit mindful of the fact that any compromise of those systems, you know, could have a, a devastating impact. And so we're really looking at some of the solutions, as you mentioned, um, things like the CRISP program, um, that sensor program, so that we can do a better job of really, you know, being able to have that visibility into the cyber attacks on those systems, um, we can better detect, better mitigate, and then maybe even respond in a way that allows us to kind of keep uh, keep the lights on, if you will. That's a, that's a great point, and and you know I think on the the IT, the enterprise side, which is sort of the billing systems and the and just your website, right? Um, if you have an attack on those systems. You know, ransomware attack is, is an attack on, you know, your billing system potentially or um, and so is a distributed denial of service attack. So you can still have consequences to those types of attacks that are on your enterprise system. And so what we've told our members is, you know, really understanding what you have in the first instance and who maybe is helping you run your networks is a really good place to start, you know, in terms of understanding what that risk profile is, kind of that. Cyber, and then, then you can develop your cybersecurity maturity from there. We do still have members who are operating the their grids electromechanically, sort of no digitization component, but they still have a risk on their enterprise side potentially. Um, and they do eventually, most of them probably want to move into digitization of their operational technology because of other things that are important to their customers going forward. So I think there's a strong opportunity to bake in the cybersecurity for those those folks, as well as really enhance the cybersecurity on both sides, like you said, they're right. both important. It's just sort of managing those risk profiles slightly differently, perhaps. Well, and I don't know if you thought, Joy, we did just release an updated version of our cybersecurity maturity model, yes. um, and that's a really good starting point for assessing the cybersecurity posture. And it looks across both IT and OT. Um, and there are people that we can provide that can actually come in and help companies that maybe aren't as adept at kind of walking through something like that um, and be able to help familiarize with those types of systems. And then also, you know, kind of run them through that program and look at mitigative measures if any are needed. That's a great reminder. And one of the things that we did with some some initial work with DOE was to develop, to develop a scorecard for our members to look at their cybersecurity maturity through the lens of what you all have done at DOE to develop that model. Um, and that's excellent, an excellent reminder to our members that 
those tools are available to them and that you all have just recently updated that. So very much appreciate that and appreciate the partnership um, that you all have enabled us to, to have um, with you all. And then in, in turn with our members to help enhance that maturity. Um, all right. Well, I think we're going to wind down pretty soon. I think we're getting a little short on time. So let me, let me just jump into, um, you know, what do you see as the most important things that electric utilities, you know, including public power utilities, can do to mitigate cyber risk, especially given the evolving nature of the threat that you discussed at the beginning? Sure. So, I mean, I think at a very basic level, um, it's ensuring that, you know, you're kind of looking at some of the baseline standards that already exist in the industry. I think that's an easy one. Um, and, and then also, you know, I just mentioned the C2M2 model, I think being able to really assess your cybersecurity posture. Um, another thing is information sharing. I mean, I think being able to understand, um, you know, what information is out there about the threat and, you know, how it kind of uh, aligns with what you're thinking about in your own, um, in your own networks and your own systems. And, you know, feel free to ask questions of the Department of Energy when you, you know, need to understand that information. We're always open to that. I mean, I think also being able to, uh, you know, have some of those sensor and technology programs is going to continue to allow folks to have the detection and monitoring response capabilities. That's going to become critically important. And I know that, you know, we're hoping to really expand our efforts there. Um, I think helping people within your organizations recognize that cybersecurity is not just something that the CISO needs to do nowadays. You know, it's really on everybody to make sure that you understand your role in cybersecurity and um, really, you know, ensuring resilience of the system. So I think I think there's a role for everyone and being able to make sure that people understand that is, is critically important. Yeah, that's that's great. It's a great way to end things. I'll just maybe key off of that briefly and just say, you know, we we sort of see I think uh, re electric reliability and resilience and, and a team effort when we're thinking about our utilities and then we think about APPA as a support for that at the national level. Um, but really, we've integrated each we've integrated the industry and the federal government more into that team because you all have you know certain things you provide to to us to enable us to understand the risk, evaluate it, um, and then mitigate it. And you all are doing some of the many things you talked about earlier on, um, but we're really partnering much more heavily because the cybersecurity issue can be an international issue. It, it is, it is um, again, evolving. We haven't always understood the nature of the threat until we've gotten further along. Um, and digital systems are becoming more and more ubiquitous. So the team has expanded. So we have not only the industry team and sort of the individual utility teams, but we have the federal government as part of our team. And we really appreciate you being on our team, Kate. And um, thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today and look forward to mitigating that cyber threat as, as we move forward, especially as we are on heightened awareness during Cybersecurity Month, but hopefully throughout the year 24-7, 365. That, thank you. Any, any parting remarks for you, Kate? No, I, I was just going to say the same thing. It is a 24-7, 365 job. So thanks for bringing that up and uh, look forward to talking to you very, very soon. All right. Thank you again. Take care. Bye now. Bye.